ability to sword with Yossi. I'm Yossi in the center, and today I'm going to be talking about the Ravens in the AFC North. And I'm going to be going through all the teams in the AFC North, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, breaking them down, giving my predictions for them. Coming up in about 12 minutes, I'll go through the Ravens schedule, break that down with you. And finally, I'll give you my Super Bowl teams and champions in about 14-15 minutes. All coming up today and more on Sports with Yosef. So AFC North has gotten a lot of drama this offseason and national attention for a couple of reasons. Number one, Lamar Jackson. Number two, the Browns and their offseason with the draft, with the guys they've made. And number three, and this has been the biggest news, it's been very, very bad for the Steelers right now. Le'Veon Bell holding out for a new deal. And the Steelers, without Le'Veon Bell, they're just not as good. We've heard Mike Tomlin talking about how he thinks James Conner can come in, fill in, and do what needs to be done for the Steelers. But that is just not the case. They cannot do it without Le'Veon Bell for a couple of reasons. Looking at their schedule... They're not exactly going to have the easiest of time. They're going to be playing the Patriots. That's a loss without Le'Veon Bell. I think it's a loss maybe even with him. The Saints, that could, that's, that, they're going to need to score a lot of points in that game. Same thing with the Falcons game. Same thing with the Chiefs game. It's not going to be easy. The Steelers do not have a good enough defense to just rely on the fact that they can hold offenses to under 30 points a game. I think their offense can store, can score 30 points a game. But I don't think their defense can hold up. One of the things that makes the Steelers really special is the connection between Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown. Especially Roethlisberger and Brown. Because when you see Roethlisberger, he's going to throw it. Le Antonio Brown's nowhere near in the area. He's going to throw a jump ball, triple coverage. And he's got incredible faith in Antonio. And... The thing is, that's not going to be there this year. Because if I'm a defensive coordinator, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let James Conner beat me. I am going to have double coverage on Antonio Brown. I'm going to watch Juju Smith-Schuster. I am going to make the Steelers run the ball. And the Steelers aren't going to be able to do that. And if Le'Veon Bell, there's been a lot of different reports when he's going to come back. The Steelers are 12-4 and four if, he's if Le'Veon Bell is back by week two. If he's holding out to about week 10 or 11, then the Steelers are going to go 10 and 6. But if he doesn't play for the entire season, they're going 9 and 7. And this is the difference between the number 1 and number 2 season of playoffs and a no-show in the playoffs. Or the 6th AFC playoff spot. That is the difference Le'Veon Bell is making. He wants a contract. He does not want to be franchise tagged. He will be a free agent after this year. And I understand it because... Running backs have a very short career just because they get so hit so much and you really can't expect Le'Veon Bell to be Le'Veon Bell for too much longer. So I understand why Le'Veon's doing this. If I'm the Steelers, I'm giving him a contract just so that I can get him back and have him in mid-season form and win some football games, make the playoffs. Roethlisberger's getting older. You're not going to have this group together next year. This is one of their last years to make a run with the three Bs if Le'Veon Bell decides to show up. Another team that's gotten a lot of attention this offseason, and I talked about this in the opening introduction, was the Browns. And the Browns, they've had a very interesting offseason. They had a ridiculous amount of draft picks. 
They started off the draft with the number one pick. They took Baker Mayfield. They then went later on and took Denzel Ward, a cornerback. And there were a lot of people who wanted them to take Bradley Chubb to go opposite Miles Garrett. Here's what the Browns were thinking. They were thinking, we are going to go and ha- we're going to have a really good pass rusher. We're going to have a really good cornerback. And we're going to build a defense from that. And that's exactly what the Browns have to do. They're still in a rebuilding mode. They made a couple of other interesting moves this offseason. Traded for Tyrod Taylor from the Bills. I think he will be starting, I believe, opening day against the Steelers. And he's going to be a mentor for Baker Mayfield. And we'll see when Mayfield comes in. The Browns aren't going to be good this year. I think people are way over-predicting them. Looking at their schedule, they've got two winnable games, if that. And they're going to be playing some very good teams. They're playing the South. They're not going to be able to match Jamie's Winston. Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Cam Newton offensively. They're just not going to be able to do that. They're not going to be able to match the Steelers. They're not going to be able to match the Ravens. They're not going to be able to match the Chiefs or the Chargers or the Raiders. They might be able to match the Broncos. They might be able to match the Jets. They might be able to match the Bengals. And I think they're going to win two of those four games. I think with the additions of Jarvis Landry and Tyrod Taylor and these young draft class, they're going to be able to win at home against the Bengals and win at home against the Jets on prime time. And actually, when I was looking at the Browns' schedule, I'm like, why in the world are the Browns playing prime time against the Jets? Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. We're talking about some of the worst teams in football here. And they're on national television. Don't understand that move at all. The Browns are not going to be great. Put it this way. Mathematically, I believe they'll be an infinity times better than they were last year. They won zero games last year. I think they're winning two this year. You know what? They're going to have gotten twice as many wins as they've gotten over the last two seasons. It's definitely a step in the right direction for the Browns. The one team they have seen North that's really not received that much attention has been the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Bengals are on the decline. Andy Dalton has not played well over the last couple of years. When he's played well, he was great. I mean, they were Bengals were really good in 2015 with Andy Dalton. And the thing with the Bengals, though, is you cannot ever count them out. Win or lose, they are going to give you a tough, tough, tough game. They've got so many offensive weapons. They've got A.J. Green, one of the best receivers in the NFL. They've got Tyler Eifert, great, great tight end. They've got Joe Mixon, Giannotti Bernard, and those guys, they're just so dangerous offensively. And overall, as a team, they're dangerous offensively. Their defense isn't as great. It's going to be decent. It will not be an AFC North-style defense. Hard-hitting, getting to the quarterback, making a lot of turnovers, not giving up a lot of points. That's not going to be what we're seeing. There's only one defense in the AFC North that is going to be doing that this year on a consistent basis, and that's going to be the Ravens. And the whole thing of the AFC North, what it used to be, has changed from the hard-hitting defensive teams, pound the ball, great special teams, to right now we've got a couple, we've got a dynamic offense, we've got a great defense, and we've got a couple of teams, one on the decline, one trying to go on the upward swing. But back to the Bengals. When Andy Dalton plays well, the team does well. And that's going to be the key for the Bengals. They're going to have to give Dalton time to throw, 
they're going to have to convert and they can make plays they can and will beat you in the last seconds of the game i can or the ravens can attest to that on a horrifying play to end the ravens chances of going to the postseason last year man that was sad but i think the Bengals are going to be six and ten and until they can get better draft picks maybe get a new quarterback this is not going to be a good team. I think they're going to win some games. They're going to definitely win more than the Browns. But they're not good enough. The last team in the AFC North has been the, is the Ravens. And the Ravens got a lot of offseason attention for their backup quarterbacks. RG3, Lamar Jackson, especially Lamar Jackson. And what was really drawing media attention was who will be the quarterback, Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson. And when you had all these national th- guys coming to the Ravens training camp. You had ESPN there for a couple of days. You had the NFL Network. And they saw one day of Lamar, and they're like, he should be playing. No, he's not ready to play in the NFL. He is one of the most dynamic athletes you will ever see. Everyone admits that. He could be the next Michael Vick, but he's not a pocket passer yet. He's made strides forward. He did very well against the Dolphins, and he did very well against the Redskins, although he, he could have done better. And he's going to have to just grow into this progression. And one reason the Ravens did keep three quarterbacks was so they could have RG3 mentor Lamar Jackson and that they don't feel confident that Lamar Jackson, if Joe Flacco goes down, can take over. And an interesting question, though, for the Ravens was, do they dress two or three quarterbacks? I I think they're going to dress two. And they're going to dress Lamar over RG3. But what's going to happen is, if Flacco goes down to let Lamar finish the game and RG3 would come in, the next week. The Ravens, they've also done a very nice job of revamping their receiving core with getting Michael Crabtree. They got John Brown, Willie Sneed, and this is going to be an interesting Ravens offense. There's some firepower there. This could be a boomer bust offense. Flacco's in a very big year. I think they trade him to the Bills after 2018 if he doesn't have a good year and they don't and they feel that Lamar Jackson is ready to play. And the Ravens, they're the interesting team just because they do have a very strong defense. They have all 11 starters back defensively from their team last year. And it will be very interesting to watch this team. There's a lot of firepower, and we'll see what happens. Now, we'll go through the Ravens' season schedule, and they get started off at home against the Buffalo Bills September 9th. They'll win and get their revenge for their disappointing end to last year. Go to Cincinnati for Thursday Night Football. They're going to lose that one. Host the Broncos on September 23rd. Take a win there. Sunday Night Football in Pittsburgh. Going to lose that one. It should be a good game, though. To start October, go to Cleveland and win. Go to Tennessee and lose. Go to M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. And lose to the New Orleans Saints. And Drew Brees, Drew Brees has never beaten the Ravens. I think he will do so for the first time this year. Go to Carolina and win. Host the Steelers to start off November and win. Have their bye. Go at home and face the Bengals. The crowd will be into this one. They win this. This is for last December. And this is where they will get revenge with a win. Host the Raiders. That's going to be a win. 
go to Atlanta. Lose there. Lose in Kansas City. Then go and win in Los Angeles against the Chargers. And win to end the season at home against the Cleveland Browns. They're going to make the playoffs in the wild card. Going to win in the first round. Lose in the divisional rounds. Hopefully I'm wrong and they'll go farther. We'll just have to wait and see. I said something about Super Bowl predictions. My predictions, I'm going to stick with what I said earlier. Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Minnesota wins. I think the team that the Vikings have is just so, so good. I think Jared Goff's going to be really good for the Rams, and I think the Rams will be contenders. But I just see the Vikings putting on a run at the in the postseason to go and win a championship. Be a great story. Can't wait to see it happen. Hope you can either. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Macinter. I'll see you next time.